Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have taken on secret identities and gone underground in order to provide you with our candid views on a handful of stocks from this week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV and our quotes in the press, but our bosses would never allow us to go on the air with these ideas. So we've donned disguises. <laughs> they require a little yeah. Our bosses require a little more preparation. And uh, they have elect- we have electronically altered our voices so they'll never know. Uh, a couple disclosures. This show is clearly, if you don't know by now, for entertainment purposes only, we have a lot of conflicts of interest. We may own these stocks or not own them or be trying to go short or long or trying to fool you. Who knows? And we may also know nothing about any it's of this. It's about entertainment. Right, right. Okay, check us all out at our website, www.thevalueguys.com, or link in on iTunes under The Value Guys. Let's see. This week, we're doing the July 11, 2008 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. And uh, if you've been paying attention, it's been a very tough market. I think it's everyone's saying it's a bear market now. Uh, okay, good. We knew that. Uh, value's a little bit under siege. So we're just going back to the data. Uh, multiples of cash flow, earnings yields, good balance sheets. There's some good ideas this week. You may have to wait. We may be early. Uh, but uh, we're just going to forge ahead here at the Value Guys with some good good names, hopefully. Also, a little announcement. Count on us yeah. to forge Forge ahead. ahead. We're forging. Forging. Okay, and then I have a little announcement. Is that like fording? I don't know. I've got a little announcement I just want to tell the people about right now, which is... If it's little, Val, where are you making it? Well, listen, can I have a, a moment have with the, the people? Have, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Uh, I have put up a page. This is Val Hughes. I put up a page on Facebook. I know nothing about this, really, but I've got a, a page there, and I'm making some friends. I just did this last week because Boone Pickens did it. And he's getting a lot of press, and we're not getting any, well, and rightfully that. so. <laughs> but I just thought, hey, Facebook, why not let all the value guys people talk there? And I go on sometimes. If you have questions and such, I may answer questions or look at stocks uh, as a hobby. But just check that out. Maybe you know someone there. That's at Facebook, and Val Hughes is there. So with that, let me introduce, with a great deal of ado this week, yeah, you I'm weren't humbled. expecting that. Were no, you? I wasn't. Because we're at Vern's cabin, and we've got some beverages that he's provided. So I want to give him a lot of ado. Uh, with that, Vern I, Value. I, the ado's been, the ado's <laughs> been delivered. Already did much so, ado. Right. I have had no sleep for 24 hours, so you just there. have to excuse anything that happens on this show. I'm going to lead off with General Electric. Oh, good. The symbol is GE. You might have heard of this little company. Yeah, they, I've been talking uh, they negatively against it for uh, five years. Um, yeah, I don't like for it. For five or, years? Yeah, well, it predates the show. Oh, Yeah, okay. definitely. You have some... Well, as a professional, I've been ah. against the name In for your five years. Ah, yeah, even when I studied. Of the, outside of the realm of entertainment. Yeah, even my re- right, <laughs> for real. Also, on the record is not. Yeah, right. on the record okay. as a professional. Well, you may remember that I, in the past... Uh, once did advocate for the stock. Yeah, maybe you will uh, again. In part on the basis that it was becoming ungainly to manage, and the model no longer works in today's equity How about markets. they were never delivering what they said and were obfuscating and the fact that it just got more levered every year? Break it up. That? We called for the breakup of GE, I'm going to say, at least two years ago, maybe longer. But... Uh, and and we still do, I think. I do. You say we? I'm calling for I it. just say shut it down. Just shut, shut it down. It down. Yeah. The world's largest industrial <laughs> concern. We'll just shut it right, down. That's a little bit out there, okay. I admit. 
the, uh, the stock recently hammered. I just say course, tell the truth gonna... in public. That's my point with them. I don't know that you need to break them up. Just tell the truth. They uh, uh, results didn't match consensus expectations in the first quarter, uh, and uh, the uh, the company had apparently been in in front of investors uh, only weeks, uh, mere days prior to announcing. The shortfall in operating results that I don't remember the details, but included some element that made people feel like uh, GE, either, GE had either not been perfectly honest with them when they'd met with them or didn't have better understanding control of their own business that they could be that surprised in such a short period well, come of time. Come on, let me just make a quick point. Go ahead. For five years, yep. longer, 10 years, 20 years, uh, GE talks about being the world's greatest industrial company, and maybe they are, and that they're investing in that. Meantime, if you go in quarter after quarter, their total assets to equity keeps getting bigger, more and more levered, more and more of the business is under the umbrella of the financial subsidiaries due to their advantage in borrowings. Uh, and they constantly were talking about being a bigger industrial firm when they were really being a bigger financial firm. And I thought that was um, you know, misleading. Well, then the this is the argument with that we've made in the past, that uh, valuing this thing is almost impossible and reflected in the way Value Line treats it in their report. They've got the... Uh, the uh, assets and liabilities of uh, GE Capital and the financial services piece of the company, commercial finance business, interwoven with the industrial company, which have completely different business models and uh, normal leverage characteristics. And so you end up with consolidated numbers that no one can make sense out of. Uh, Overall, the stock recently beat up under $27, 12 times an earnings estimate of about $330, I'm sorry, of about $220. Um, the uh, the value line cash flow number per share about three thirty, so about eight to nine times that cash flow basis, and paying a four point six percent yield. So what we in the business might refer to as statistically cheap, but, um, but rightfully this company, so. This company has, according to value line in their little table, three hundred and forty six billion dollars of debt, long term debt. They're showing three nineteen at year end two thousand seven. I don't know, maybe it ballooned after the first quarter. Um, you can see that that's when the, the date on the uh, capital structure box. So uh, almost $350 billion of long-term debt uh, within uh, total outstanding borrowings uh, in excess of a half a trillion dollars. Yep. So is there credit risk? Is there liquidity risk in a market, in, in an environment where we don't know how deep the risks are and what the consequences might have, be have they had a, a, uh, within within global credit markets mm, yeah. the uh, the inability to uh, to rapidly refinance all the short term paper that they have and roll over what must be a considerable amount of long term debt on any given point in time um, is a little bit scary there's no reason to buy GE at 12 times earnings and assume those kinds of risks when there are all kinds of high-quality industrial companies available today at 12 times earnings that don't have this characteristic. Well, let me ask Value you Line says it's 12 times, you know, earning a PE of 12. Well, what if earnings aren't going to be 220 but a dollar? I have uh, a question. What if what's their uh, bond rating now? Have they been downgraded yet, or are they still AAA? Uh, no, they're. Well, I, you know, know, honestly, I, don't know. I, I don't know. No, but they're not AAA. They're not anymore? I don't think so. Okay. Because for a long time, the biggest risk was they were you know, likely to be downgraded because the true credit quality was always worse than the rating agencies gave them. And we now know that rating agency ratings really were for sale a lot. They didn't do a ton of homework on these super financial firms. And GE was one of those. So downgrades can 
let's say increase the, their cost of borrowing, and that's going to wreck their profits. This. this is, you know, the worst kept secret on Wall Street for uh, the last twenty years. What, what's uh, the worst kept secret? That uh, debt rating agent. Uh, oh, debt yeah. ratings right. are not a uh, a timely and. Uh, useful indicator of credit yeah. worthiness. Um, and it recently, of course, GE in the news because they announced that they're going to spin out their uh, industrial segment, 10% of sales, 6% of income, according to Value Line. This is the appliances and light bulb businesses going to spin it out because in the current credit environment, very difficult for them to, uh, uh, to get strategic value for it. Um, it's possible, of course, that the, uh, the planned uh, spin is merely an effort to try and gain leverage over those that are, you know, bidding for the business and try to smoke out the real value of it before it goes public and potentially would cost even more to acquire for somebody. But uh, I, it really, I think you have to characterize this as tinkering with the portfolio. Uh, value Line points out the infrastructure business will likely continue to perform well. Uh, that is 33% of revenue, 37% of operating profit last year. Probably more this year. There's uh, businesses in there like aircraft engines and uh, oh, nuclear plants and got gas a good turbines. Medical business. And, well, the medical business is 10% of the company. Okay. The, uh, so the infrastructure has been the business really driving results. That is the longer term. It's the reason for people to really own the stock. But you know, with what's going on in the aircraft industry with fuel costs up so much, um, you have to question the... Uh, uh, the uh, uh, the what the persistence the stability the uh, uh, how much you can count on Boeing and Airbus's backlogs. Uh, well, and which then the raises questions. Well, in the short term, tremendous amount of capacity being taken out of the domestic industry, really the global industry. I was reading recently one of the Asian carriers was shutting down all transcontinental flights just to try to save fuel on fuel costs, uh, and um, that business, of course relies on the uh, ready availability of capital to finance these things. Nobody pays for a nuclear plant up front. So if we're going to run into problems in the global uh, in, with uh, capital availability on a global basis, that'll uh, really cut the legs out from under their uh, longer-term infrastructure story. So GE looks cheap, beat up, uh, but we say stay away. So a little different call for, value, uh, for the value guys normally focused on ideas that we like. Wow. But this is so high profile. It's been in the news. You just wanted just to make recently. a comment on that one. one of, I felt it uh, compelled as a hmm. public service announcement. Really? To, to stay away. Of, get in front of people with uh, right. an opinion about you. Wow. Now, nice, I'm, gonna, nice now I'm going to turn the tables. Turn the tables. And go long. I'm going to try to wake up now. <laughs> What's going on? Um, I've got two names in the, uh, I think it's the office supplies. I'm doing uh, some in that area, Vern. For, uh, well, there's, I, it's not easy to find good value in, in this, uh, this week's issue without a lot of exposure to new construction. Uh, a lot of semiconductor. And, and a lot of semiconductor. Knows, where, uh, really. Well, that industry uh, order trends have weakened in good. the last couple of months in that business as well. So hard to have a lot of conviction about those heading into a downturn. All right. So what do you uh, got? So I've got NCR. Um, symbol NCR, which uh, is uh, recently trading around 25, 16 times earnings, uh, expected to be up after uh, dropping by, what, uh, about a, a third in 2007. A lot of history as, there at NCR. As the uh, current NCR business, excuse me, um, is the remnant after, what, they spun out? Like I just want to make yeah, a they point. Spun out oh, I'm sorry. Am I interrupting you? No, a lot okay. of listeners may not know what NCR means. No, they make a uh, oh, national cash register. Right. This is a hundred and ten or longer year old company retail, that spawned IBM. Retail store homework. automation. Cool 19% story. Nineteen percent of sales. 
but customer services, 38%. Financial self-service, ATMs, 32 That's the business a lot of people know them for. There's a, a lot of automation going on in the financial services industry. There's going to be a lot of pressure on CapEx in the short term, but uh, and so I have some concern about um, short-term numbers at NCR. Uh, but in, a, in an adverse reaction to CapEx from the financial sector, I'd be all over this. Uh, because uh, automation is going to be a critical component of the development of the financial uh, services industry, especially branch banking. Um, the uh, the industry's been in the process of implementing automated uh, check management systems so that they uh, shorten the clearing cycle and you don't actually actually have to pass around all these little pieces of paper anymore. Um, so there's you know that has helped drive the business over the last couple of years. Uh, there's still ways to go, I think. Um, they're talking. Uh, Value Line talks about heightened demand for ATMs with Check 21 capabilities, offsetting the impact of slowing capex from banks. I saw so, that. So you know, Value Line saying that the risk that we're talking about, pressure on the financial sector, uh, can be offset by penetration or content. Well, you know, I'll bet it doesn't work out. That if you're smoothly. if you're going to slow down your spending, wouldn't you hire fewer tellers, which are expensive, and get well, more ATMs, oh, which don't need a raise? Oh, you yeah. know. And uh, they're also uh, one of the leading companies, based on their heritage, in uh, self-service checkout systems, which is growing uh, in popularity, in part because the reliability has improved a lot. Uh, Value Line talks about uh, uh, the technology, which is referred to as self-healing technology, that basically uh, smarter machines that can figure out things when things don't seem to match quite right or they're struggling to make out a number or something like that. Uh, but uh, according to Value Line, they've been uh, selling uh, systems to Macy's and Meyer, a big grocer, so uh, continuing to win new business, I guess. Um, and uh, the, value, the value here uh, uh, recognized, I guess, at Diebold, but uh, I'm st- I, I, do you know what's going on here? Uh, United uh, voting machines or what? I don't know. Well, they United got a lot Technology going on. Are you gonna, talking about Diebold? Diebold. Uh, yeah. United Tech was going to buy it for $40. Stock recently under 36 I think the deal may not be getting financed. But I don't all. understand why it would be so. United Technologies is a company on the scale of GE. This is a less than $3 billion transaction. I think what they're seeing in the future is voting machines. Diebold has the you know the an edge in that area or at least a... No, competitive. Well, at four times, I'm mean, sorry, at $40, Diebold's going out at about 11 times uh, EBITDA. NCR works out at about nine and a half times right now on an enterprise value basis. One of the nice things to like about NCR is they have very little debt and exceeded by cash on hand. They have no net debt, folks. They're actually cash positive. If you wanted to, you could take about $500 million of uh, cash from the balance sheet, consider it surplus, almost $3 a share, cut your stock price to 22 Now you're 10 times or less than 10 times the cash flow number that Value Line is looking for hmm. this year. Interesting. Uh, at 11 times, the takeout on Diebold, which may not be happening, and I don't know, the, you'd, you'd want to check that out. At 11 times, I have a $30 stock up from 25 If they could get earnings to $3, which uh, they earned a couple years ago, and get the same 16 multiple, I'd have a $48 stock. So, um, so I, think I don't think some, that stock's uh, really at 25 I, I, I think there's some real opportunity here in NCR. You don't think NCR's at 25 Well, Friday was a bad day. Oh, it might be cheaper. Yeah, right, right. Um, so I, maybe a potential takeout. I don't know. But I think uh, Value Line talks about them outperforming the industry in uh, ATMs and the uh, in, in machines serving this Check 21 legislation. I, I, I checked their website. They're, they sell it around the world, so... 
Uh, take a look, NCR, and I'll try to speed up now. I'm sorry. I, I, I think I'm going long. I don't think I'm you are. Here. I Let's think see. we have a lot of listeners that are learning a lot of information uh, from your presentation my here third today, Vern. My, <laughs> from my presentation. Yeah, my third one is, is Acco Brands, symbol ABD, which I think got spun out of something. Value Line's only showing yeah. history from 2005. There's no old history, but uh, which means there's room for the box that explains where the business came from. Newell. I was thinking American Maybe. Standard. American Standard? The plumbing? Guy? Yeah. Did they have an office uh, products piece? Or maybe Fortune spun, got rid of Fortune, this. Fortune, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's Fortune it. spun this out. Yeah. That could be. Uh, Ariel owns 15%. Fidelity owns about 10%. Morgan Stanley, 9%. Something called Breeden Capital owns 10%. So um, doesn't sound like there was a uh, there was a big audience for this. Uh, a lot of appetite for it when it came out. Uh, it's uh, That uh, was sometime in 2005. It's underperformed badly since then. The stock in 2005 traded between 21 and 29, the stock recently at 11. I think what's happening there is that in a lot of areas, the brand matters because it gives you the confidence it's better quality in it because it is real better quality. And in staplers and office equipment, I think that the knockoff brands got to be as good as the brands. Well, we've and, talked about uh, when we've recommended. People weren't willing to pay up. When either one of us has recommended some of the office supply superstores, I, one of the characteristics that we often have found is that they have strategy of increasing private label, private label business. Yeah. So um, ACO is going to have to adjust to that. Uh, but they have a uh, massive restructuring plan um, underway. Uh, they're well into it, actually. Value Line doesn't really speak to the uh, the size of what this company is doing. All they say is cost-cutting efforts may bear fruit in 2009. There's some efficiency objectives. Nothing about what uh, ACO is trying to accomplish uh, ACO does about a billion nine, 1.9 billion in revenue, earned under 10 percent margin last year. Uh, Value Line is looking for 9 percent uh, this year. Uh, their goal is 12 percent, ladies and gentlemen. You can't make any money. And they doing have a that anymore. they have a they have a plan on how to get there, which includes substantial uh, uh, plant shutdowns. You ought to see that on their website. You can find a presentation that has a timeline on these uh, plant shutdowns. They've already closed all kinds of distribution centers. Uh, looks like maybe eight or nine plants. Oh. They have some more plants coming out 2008 and 2009. Burn, you, you've done some work here. You've got some charts and graphs on I, this one. I What's going some, on with I that? looked some stuff up. You know way more than I do on well, this Well, I'm looking at this. You know, the stock's doing nothing. I, it's a basically wow. a commodity product, but Ariel owns 15%. Going the extra mile. So um, it turns out that a slideshow uh, they, they're also working on their asset base. That's all with all the plant closures, right? So they're they're trying to get a return on capital pre-tax to twenty percent. They play a thirty percent uh, income tax rate on average now. That would suggest that their target, at least in the short term, is a fourteen percent ROI with some leverage. They're thirty-three percent debt to cap right now. You know, you'd be talking high teens return on equity if they can get there. Uh, Value Line doesn't have a lot of this priced into their numbers. Um, it, they're, the uh, the objective is forty to sixty million dollars of uh, cost takeout uh, by two thousand and nine. Uh, Fifty million would be worth at two billion of revenue, about two hundred and fifty basis points of margin. The Value Line is only showing one hundred and fifty basis point improvement in oh nine, another fifty basis points sometime in the future. Apparently uh, skeptical about their ability to deliver on it. Uh, ACO, on top of this, is also apparently evaluating 
the divestiture of their laminating business, which is about 9% of revenue. Uh, presumably they wouldn't be doing that if it wouldn't be additive to their objectives, margin, return. Yeah. Um, I think there's an interesting story You know there, what folks. I think about that, Vern? What? One of the go-to ways to cut costs, restructuring and all that, a lot of fancy words, is fire your people who are union workers and get guys in China to make everything. Well, the U.S. dollar now is so Staplers, weak. Staplers, shredders. Yeah, yeah. You get Chinese labor. I think Chinese labor is going up in price even without the dollar. And what you now have is the Chinese, what is it, the yuan is starting to float a little bit. And I think that has some people concerned that... Uh, the cheap labor in China is, uh, you know, starting to fade away. So oh, it is. But in these kind of product categories, labor is not typically, hasn't typically been the main reason to go. Well, or um, even the fact, you know, running the factory. I think it's um, not as cheap Because the production there. of things like, have, like staples and, uh, and uh, paper It's automated, I agree. It's highly automated. It's, these plants in China used to be super cheap to run, and I no. just don't think that's happening as much. No argument. So uh, whether they'll get it or not, I don't know. But if they could, if they had a $2 billion business that earned 12%, in other words, we'll give them very little for growth and just look for them to cut costs and get the margin up uh, if they could get an eight times enterprise value multiple on 240 million of EBITDA that they'd have take away say 620 million of debt instead of the 830 they have now we'll assume some pay down until I get there but clearly supported by that kind of earnings level that would give me an enterprise value of about 1.3 billion divide by 60 million shares outstanding I have a $22 stock recently 11 Will I get all the way there? You're right. There's reason to be skeptical, but skeptical. I got a lot yeah. of room at $11. Take a look, yeah. folks. Uh, insiders were buying significant shares, or there were a significant number of insiders buying in December with the stock around 16. Uh, ACO, ABD. And with that, I, yeah. I'm really, I'm winded. I feel like I ran a race. Really? Okay. I've been well, talking take too long. So I'm going to turn it over take now. Take To after let's Beverage break? Beverage break. Beverage break. Turn it over to... Yeah. The 25-year veteran on the team, Val Hughes. Thank you. Thank you, Vern. Implying, uh, of course, that I'm not that old. Well, okay. But, you know, you're catching up. Uh, all right. I've had uh, not a big opportunity to do much work this weekend. If you did see the Facebook site, I mentioned there that the show was going to be late because uh, I took Friday off, although I was watching the uh, escapades from a distance. And it wasn't pretty, but I just had a lot going on this weekend, and so uh, I'm a little bit unprepared, and I hope you'll still listen in. Anyway, you know, oops. <laughs> what a shocking yeah. development. No, so. Stop the presses, folks. What's that? We Values, unprepared I'm for the show. I'm unprepared this week. Oh, my listen. God. Okay, so we have one listener. There's probably a, there's Paul. probably heavily editing. Uh, we're probably heavily editing right now. Oh, absolutely. And then when he comes back, he will have done some considerable work. <laughs> no, right, <laughs> exactly. Okay, first up this week, uh, Cooper Industries CBE would you like a refreshment. I would. I'm a little light on refreshments. I'm going to get you a refreshment. All right, thanks. Thanks, Vern. Uh, are you going to stop the show? We're just going to no, keep no, going no, while keep you don't get it. No, you can carry it without me for a little what? bit. What? What are you doing? You're just going to walk? Okay. Yeah, let's we'll be right back. All right, Vern. Tell gonna... them about Cooper Industries and their recent pre-announcement. I don't know anything about that. You're going to have to read about that yourselves. They the pre-announcement? Yeah, they pre-announced on Thursday or Friday. Well, that explains why the stock's been going down, doesn't it? No, up. Uh, Better than expected numbers. Oh, really? Okay. Well, uh, I don't know much about that. Uh, Cooper. CBE, page 1004. Okay. Vern's gone now, so I might be able to get something in here about the company. 
let's see, what do they do? They have two primary product areas. Electrical products is 87% of 07 sales, 90% of operating profit. So that's basically the whole company right there. Uh, they, uh, they've had a, a, a big decline. Stock peaked out last year at 59. Uh, this says 39. Who knows if Vern's right about what's happened to the stock since this was printed. But the market was generally weak, and if they had a nice pre-announcement, maybe they had, you know, maybe they're about the same place. So that's 39, down from 59. And what I'm mainly attracted to is the valuation. I've got 460 a share in cash flow projected for next year by value line. They don't have a lot of CapEx per share relative to the cash flow per share. So I'm at uh, some kind of three, you know, what, 380, 390 uh, free cash flow. And the stock at 39, that's 10 times. That's a 10% return on that number uh, in some kind of easy return math. Um, and uh, what have they been doing with the cash flow? They've been buying stock. Oh, Vern's back. Great. Oh, nice looking drink. Thank you. So they've been buying stock. They had a warm uh, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Did you uh, miss me? Yeah, I I talked about you while you were gone mm. a little bit. You'll Good. have to listen to the show and hear what I might have said. Uh, 187 million shares in 01. They got 165 now, so they have a consistent approach to you know recognizing that the ROI on a share buyback might be better than the ROI on their investment in capex. Although they are putting up you know very uh, respectable returns on capital, mid teens. Uh, even this year and projected for next year. They use a little bit of leverage. They're 23% debt to cap, uh, and they've got that covered 10 times, which means that the operating income divided by the interest is 10, so the risk of not making your interest payment is pretty low. And so they're putting up a 20% return on equity, which is very respectable. Operating margins in the mid-teens, they're getting a little bit of a premium off a commodity guy, and I think that means they're doing something other people can't do too well. They do have a uh, discounted income tax rate. It's probably due to international investment somewhere like Ireland or uh, who knows. Uh, there's a couple of places you can put plants and not get taxed, and they probably have some of those. So the market doesn't seem to be giving them full uh, credit for their uh, earnings just because the tax rate could rise. But right now, the way I calculate it, they're at about eight times uh, EBITDA. They're putting up about a 9%, 10% earnings growth rate, and you're buying this at you know 10% cash on cash, so that's some type of 20% return in my book. According to Value Line, they're showing uh, strong results internationally. Uh, they're looking for increases in income next year, which are right now a little bit unusual perhaps for some industrial firms. Uh, improving margins. They did take on some debt, but for what purpose? To buy stock, and I love that. I think these guys are in a position to just keep buying stock. Stock's down a lot recently. They're putting up a 2.5% yield, which I think is going to be sustainable. And it's just a high-quality name. What's my theme? Stable worldwide growth. They'll get their share, Cooper Industries, ticker CBE. My memory is that they have uh, they have a lot of, uh, they have a play on transmission, electricity, uh, electrical transmission in their Well, we need some invention there, for sure. Uh, well, we need more transmission capacity. Worldwide, and including in this country, and especially less if we're going to power use loss in translation, like wind and don't you think? Uh, oh yeah. So hopefully they can invent it. Okay. Very basic, fundamental needs. Uh, there's an airplane going by. What's that doing out here? That's wandered off. A bit off, off plan. course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do I have this week? Two office supply companies that I know I've talked about before. First up, Office Depot. 
page 1133. So follow too, along. Well, good for you. Both have talked I own it. And I just bought some last week. The stock on the page here says 1094, but friends, it's not. Uh, they announced a 10% uh, same-short sales decline last week. Stock is around wow. 7 right now. Oh. Uh, now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, we got out of this around mid-30s. And, uh, you no, know, look I've pretty full. It since then. Well, anyway, it's yeah. going down. It's going down hard. Now, what do they have that's going Ouch. good for them? Here's my theme. Office supplies. So they're going to get their share of GDP. Um, the elements of the economy that are growing faster than GDP tend to use paper. It's industrial that's not growing. But service, government, medical, a lot of paper, a lot of office and these guys are going to get their share. They they bought Viking Office a few years back, so they have the premier, um, you know, uh, delivery company. They own a big piece of Europe market share in Office products. They don't think they're very big in Asia right now, so that could be an opportunity for them. But the stock is down a lot because, uh, let's face it, the sales aren't doing well. What's that about? You got to imagine that every year about 10% of their revenue comes from new business creation. And that's just not happening right now. Banks aren't loaning money to entrepreneurs that want to go start a business. And as someone who started a business, the first thing you do is you buy what? Stationery, okay? You don't say, hey, where's my customers? It's like, hey, I need uh, some letterhead. I need an envelope. I need a, a stapler. And so that is not happening uh, this year. So that's going to roll off. This is just like pool we've talked about where the new buyers roll off and then you're back to some steady state of GDP growth and uh I think they'll continue to get their share of that. Meantime, the stock, due to panic, has fallen to seven bucks. Cash flow per share next year estimated at two bucks. Even if that's not right, even if it's a buck fifty, we're talking about a stock that's like you know five times, Four, cash, five flow. times cash flow. There's not a lot of capex in this business. Uh, they have slowed their store growth, which the market may take as a negative because sales growth will slow. I take it as a positive because they're stepping back and just being more careful about ROI on their new investment in new stores. Uh, they're also probably hanging in to buy, you know, get some great lease costs right now, lease prices for 10-year periods because landlords are freaking out right now, and so you're probably going to be able to negotiate something really great for a long time, and I well, think so they'll you, do some I, of that. I would imagine a great time to threaten to close a high-cost location. Yeah. No, they're going to be getting a lot of nice uh, rent recovery. The other thing I like about this is it's run by a guy named Steve, I think, Odland, who was the uh, architect over at AutoZone for share buybacks that took about 10 years to complete. When he started, the stock was at about 15. Uh, when he ended, there was about 80% fewer shares, and the stock was at 120 and uh, I think Office Depot is in a position to do that same thing. It's got a, you know, a sort of a stable market. It's an oligopoly. Office Depot right now is 16% debt to cap. This is how AutoZone looked when Steve came in. He took it down to negative equity, took debt to cap up to 95%, and just bought stock relentlessly for six years. I suspect we're going to see that coming with the stock down here. He can buy stock all day long and help return. So I think that's part of what's going to happen here. And as I say, I was buying this last week. Um, big picture, yeah, office, you know, supplies are down. Uh, if you back up a little bit, they are, you know, evolving some new approaches to selling, tinkering with different size stores. I think that's all a lot of noise while we wait for this business to recover. And I think you got a, you know, 18, 24-month horizon on this thing being a terrific stock, uh, particularly because they're going to shrink this equity down. Office Depot, ODP, page 1133. Okay, am I going pretty fast this week? How much time? 
Yeah, I, I just ripping through here. Ripping through. Ah, bless you. All right, one last one. And I know I've talked about this before. Ticker PB, and it hasn't been working, so... What am I going to say? Nothing's Sorry. been working. Yeah, nothing's working. Nothing's working. You know, I have this list, Val's best stock list. Have you clicked on it? No, not really. Don't recently. do it. Don't do it. Please don't. Oh, I've got two depressed uh, before. When <clears throat> so PBI is the ticker, page 1135, Pitney Bowes. Okay? See, what do I, they do? I think the problem is people associate that with lead. You lead? Know? Yeah, because the, you... the chemical symbol for lead is PB. Oh, and yeah. so without knowing, you know, what of the course. company is, they see that. Yeah, and they, and they think, don't want any of it. I don't want any lead. Yeah, lead is hmm. bad. Probably you know, going to be sued out of existence. That is uh, could that be very that? insightful, uh, Vern. Uh, anyway, uh, Pitney Bowes is the world's largest manufacturer of postage meters. You knew that, ladies and gentlemen. Are That's they made about out of lead. Yes, yes, they are. Ah. That's about ninety percent of operating profit. And so basically that's what they do. They fiddle around with some other stuff that doesn't matter, let's face it. What's going on? The stock's been going down. <laughs> what? <laughs> so there's job for the uh, experienced family I don't know. members. You need, uh, you, know, you, you need some guy in charge of strategic development. It's probably the CEO's and nephew. And he needs something to do. Yeah, he needs something yeah. to do, exactly. Uh, this thing's not been working since one. So if you've heard me recommend it, I've been wrong. Uh, but what do I like about what it? What I love about the chart is that it's been not working at such a sort of slow rate that it just you don't sucks notice people. It. <laughs> right. People get sucked in and trapped in well, it because, well, it's not down that much. It's probably, you know, getting ready to come back to. No, it's not. I think what may be happening here, big picture, is simply that uh, metered postage is losing share of total transportation of stuff that used to be metered postage. It should be offset. Like email? Uh <laughs> Yeah, email. And you're calling for a reversal of trend? I'm just saying you have some sort of annuity here. There are things like things that need signatures and things that you want to physically send like to a somebody. Check? How about a sweater? Like a check? They passed a law that you don't have to actually All use right, the check. not a check. Then. How about a stock certificate? Hmm? Mm. How about some glasses? Well, why not? <laughs> How about something physical? How about well, a physical now? Now you might have physical. something. Physical. Wow. All I know is, nice fortunately, catch. in offices, uh, the highest you know communication level you can have is a nice letter on a nice piece of stationery. Now, you may not have this, Vern. I don't get but, a lot of yeah, letters. Yeah, obviously. But a nice piece of stationery that goes out, or if you're trying to solicit a new customer, you, don't, you can send an email. None of that stuff works whatsoever. There's... Studies up the wazoo on that. You have to send someone a nice letter, and you, the listeners know about this. And so, yeah, this has been going down because they've been losing share. But you're going to get to some base level where anything that could be emailed has been emailed. You know, I don't think someone's right now going <laughs> email. Oh, you can email stuff. Why don't I do that? I mean, I think people are doing that. So what's left uh -huh. is the. Maslow's lowest level of mailing needs, probably, you know, solicitation no, of new customers, uh, wedding announcements, you know, I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to suggest to you, this is an annuity. I'm looking for 7% revenue growth. Why? Because that's what <laughs> value line is It's, a, it's an annuity for. with a minus 7% growth rate. No, it isn't. It's, it's, it may not be growing as fast as GDP, but look at this revenue per share, Vern. Going way back. I'm looking for a down number. I'm looking at shares oh, going down is what I'm looking at. Yeah, but not, is revenue listen, been going I'm up? I'm not at that line yet. <laughs> well, look at the revenue line. All right, let's look at that. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's looking pretty good. What's That's going been on? going up. Has it? Up, up, up. It's been going up like a, a red balloon going up. Oh, my goodness. Uh, revenues per share have been going up more because they're buying stock. The key thing to this, ladies and gentlemen, is the valuation. Seven times gross cash flow. It's going to put up five bucks a share in cash flow. This thing says 34. That's probably not right. It's probably a 32 or something like that. Seven times. They don't need a lot of capex. All the secret inventions of postage meters have already been, you know, happened in the past. And so you have about four bucks a share in some kind of value line free cash flow. That's going to be eight times. That's 12.5% return cash on cash. And they're going to grow six, seven percent. So you're up around 18% which I prefer 20, but I think this is pretty stable. There's not a lot of market share moving around in postage meters, and uh, fortunately the government has a monopoly on postage. No, I think postage. it's pretty uniformly going down. Yeah. What's going down? The share of communications. No, uh, their the- share of the postage meter business, I'm saying, oh, is stable. Oh, 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 oh. And, yeah, their share's going down because growth is high, but... In the things that need postage, their share is stable. They're putting up a 4.2% yield. It's probably a little higher than that now with the decline last week. And that's stable. Uh, and Except so when it's uh, declining. No, it's just going up as the stock goes you said down. the stock's going down. Well, that'll help the yield now, won't it? Oh, yes, it will help Yes, it will. Yeah. So that's a secret positive, isn't it? As soon as they it? don't cut the dividend. Uh, their operating margin is 25%. That tells me that they've got some kind of monopoly. There's a lot of leverage here. There is. Thanks for mentioning uh-huh. that. It's uh, you know why? Because they have such a stable cash flow stream. They've got eighty-six uh, percent debt to cap. That makes people a little nervous. But when I calculate enterprise value to EBITDA, I'm at do they uh, finance seven times? Do they finance these things? No, no, they don't, Fern. Do all of their customers lease them? They do have a lot of leases. Ah, yeah, there's so your they, uh, they okay. do uh, mm. self financing of the lessor. Ah. But people don't want their postage meter turned off. To lend money and to your all, customer so he well, can Well, they're not lending money model. to their customer. They're leasing the equipment. And they've got an uh-huh. internet connection or a phone connection to your equipment so that you can you know, buy new postage over the internet. But they can turn your machine off. That's the thing you'll want to know. They can cause you the pain of having to go get a new postage meter and to avoid that, you'll pay their price increase. Or just run to the like post that. office because you're down to two things that you actually need to uh, mail. Listen, I'm in a small office. We mail a lot. And really? I think if you wandered down out of your ivory tower once in a while and went over to the postage part of your I little like the, company. I like the view up here. Yeah, okay. I like the view but if up you here. go into your little mail room where somebody is working away down there and ask them about their postage, you're going to see that you're getting increases because you're mailing more stuff to prospective customers because direct marketing is the way to do it and TV, radio, newspaper yeah, losing. Email's not we, doing it. That's right. right. Email's yeah, not yeah, doing that's it. That's right. Okay, so that's all I have. Favorite idea this week because I really believe it's a no-brainer, although it hasn't been to date. Office Depot, ODP, page 11. My favorite idea is similar play. Got a uh, great valuation. Uh, Try ACO brand, symbol ABD. Thanks, folks. We'll see you next week.